Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Grow up, you two. He's Garrett Price. Never, ever. I'm just giving <laughs> muffled rounds of applause over here. That's all. <laughs> Forget you two. <laughs> <laughs> Clapping like he has pillows for hands. Oh. Uh, Matt likes to do a clap before we start the show to like uh, sync up the sound. And uh, he gave the most muffled clap we've yes, ever heard. No one would ever be able to hear it. Uh, you know what? I had a lot going on. Sound I was like concentrating. An farting. You were. <laughs> Yeah. Hi, Jared. How you doing today? <laughs> yeah, Jared's not here. <laughs> Technical difficulty in the football world. We call those TDs. Oh, there so, you go. Wow. Here we are talking uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football in the middle of January. And mm-hmm. this week's show, we are covering two subjects on the Today Show and Tomorrow's Show. Today, we're going to cover a couple. We usually have a quarterback and a running back that we like as a buy. Buying them. And then on Tomorrow's Show, we're going to cover... Uh, Quarterback and running back that we like as a sell. Get rid of in them. Dynasty. Mm. And we'll flip it to next week and we'll do wide receivers and tight ends. Correct. Then we'll follow that up with a Superflex tight end premium mock draft. Kind of really see where we're standing. I'm, I'm going to start up right now. I'm ready for it. Are you really? Uh, look, literally right here. Here it is. You're a nasty while w- While we're on air, you're doing While we're on air. Well, geez, uh, I'm, I'm also using this as a, as a little bit of a test case because I was using this as my buys and sells because it's hard to know where the market is on yeah. people right now. Yeah. So, so I give you a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> turn it down a little bit. That was too loud. <laughs> oh, man. Right in the offseason. I, I, I told myself last year, like 0% will you do a startup in 2024. 0%. And here it is, January 16th, and I'm like, oh, man, I can go for another step. I could could do one. I could always do. This one's a best ball. That's what I'm leaning in a little bit more toward. Now you say that, I'm like, oh, man, I should just do a best ball. I have my last understanding leagues, which I'll probably open up maybe a little bit more than than I probably would want to. Let me me Uh, ask you this. A a best ball at this point. uh Uh-huh. No rookies then, right? No incoming rookies? or uh, We're drafting the rookie slots. So 101, 102. Yep. So it's just as fun. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. And now you get a second draft out of now it. Now you also. get another draft. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I told you how I was doing all my new startups going forward. Yeah. Were you two doing it two years out? In advance. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. Love it as well. I love startups. I do. I feel like, I feel like that's my Excel point. Like where I really strive yeah. is startups. Like I just always come away like a satisfied customer. <laughs> I'm satisfied with me. <laughs> Attention Dynasty nerds, want to play Dynasty like a pro? Check out FFPC, where serious Dynasty leagues have thrived since 2010. You can dive into a world of over 1,500 leagues with stakes ranging from $100 all the way up to an elite $5,000 league. FFPC isn't just a game, it's a community. With unique formats like TriFlex and year-round trading, it keeps the fantasy spirit alive all year. Here's my favorite thing about FFPC leagues. They stand the test of time. They've never had a single dynasty league fold thanks to their orphan season. When you join an FFPC league, you can count on it staying around. They've completely revamped their dynasty for sale pages now on the web and app, making it easier to scout and snag the perfect dynasty team. Have you ever dreamed of turning a diamond in the rough into a champion? FFP 
See Orphans offers that exact thrill. Join the ranks of savvy managers at FFPC. Use our code NERDS for $25 off. Visit myffpc.com. Explore the dynasty landscape. Find your next challenge. The FFPC, where your dynasty journey begins. Remember, that's code NERDS for your special discount on your next league. Guys, I got to tell you about my friends at Underdog Fantasy. Right now, they have the pre-NFL Draft 2024 Best Ball is live on Underdog. Draft your favorite rookie sleepers you've discovered in the Dynasty Nerds film room. Play in $3 contests all the way up to $1,000 contests. Draft your team and never worry about setting a lineup. You need to get in on this action ASAP. Sign up at Underdog with the promo code NERDS. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 for new members only. And yes, Dynasty Nerds is still giving new users, new users a free Nerd Herd and Dynasty GM annual bundle membership with your deposit of $10 or more at Underdog by using that promo code NERDS. So you get all our tools, all access to the Nerd Herd by putting a $10 deposit down in there. Your Dynasty Nerds promo code will be sent by email within 48 hours of sign up. New members only. Must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. So let's dive in here. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about some buys that we like at the position, and I'll just go first. You know what? Why don't you go first, Rich? I, you know, I think you should take the floor. Yeah. yeah. And at quarterback, QB coming with a shocker here. My buy is Baker Mayfield. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dream, I didn't see that coming. It's my dream lover. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's a wrong term I want to use. <laughs> Big fan. Big <laughs> dream Big lover. Fan. Yeah. Now, yeah. Quite, a, quite a downgrade. That thing yeah. de-escalated quickly. Big the, fan. The latter a, part of that statement doesn't really a, ring true. I'm just a big fan. Plus, Dalton would be so mad. <laughs> Dalton had a good playoff game for Buffalo. He did. And that Got that tutty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bigger maybe. And with the, with the quarterback situation, which is looking like it's, it's a solid uh, group right now. But I think... When it comes to buy, you're always looking for best bang for your buck, right? Like that's Correct. that would make somebody for a buy, and what makes somebody a sell is you know where like you see the the perceived value in the community is higher than you have them. Doesn't mean they're a bad player. It's just you feel like you could squeeze that for a little bit more juice. Correct. And for Baker Mayfield, where he's going right now, uh, you know, in quarterback like 16, 17, 18 range, right around there. I think he is more valuable than that. I think he's shown us this year that. Uh, he could be a quality quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, once he left Carolina last year, which was abysmal, he looked good on the Rams. Like, everybody agreed he, he looked good on the Rams. He Absolutely. Did. Yep. He's only 28 years old. Finished the year from weeks 1 through 17 as quarterback 9 on the year. So, a top 10 uh, fantasy football quarterback. Weeks 9 through 17, the second half of the year, he was QB 7 overall, averaging 18 points per game. 26 touchdown eight interceptions. His eight interceptions were fewest amongst all qualifying quarterbacks in the league. Uh, 3,598 passing yards, 96.2 passer rating. He was top 10 in the NFL in yards, nine overall. Top 10 in touchdowns, he was seventh. Top 10 uh, in yards per attempt, his 7.2. And top 10 in passer rating. So Baker took a big step this year 
And odds of him leaving Tampa Bay now looks slimmer than ever. Oh, after um, winning that playoff game, that, that really seemed to, to lock things ha- handily, too. I mean, yeah, that, that was a did not see that coming. So to have, a, yep. to have a quality quarterback that you can have on your roster for the next four to five years that you're paying QB two prices, that has the potential to give you QB one numbers. Now, odds of him getting Mike Evans back next year are slim, sure. but it doesn't mean they can't bring another wide receiver in either via free agency or the draft. This is the deepest wide receiver class we're going to see in a very long True. time. So, and even some of those young guys are starting to step up in Tampa Bay and play better. Trey Palmer, Palmer is a, a great example of a guy out of Nebraska. And couple, out of Nebraska via LS, via LSU. LSU. Come <laughs> on. Let's state that correctly. Outside of Baker too, I really like his OC, Dave Canales. Like he's done a really good job out there. You know, coming up with a game plan that really fits Baker yeah. and the rest of the team. And he'll probably get some head coach looks this year. He probably won't get a head coach job, which means he'll be back with Tampa Bay next year, which is going to be really good for Baker as well. And right now, you could probably flip Baker for, you know, Kirk Cousins straight up, who is 32? Uh, Cousins, 35. 35. So you're getting seven years younger there. Uh, Possibly Geno Smith, because it depends how much people don't like it. Now, this playoff game probably gave him a boost, and I Mm -hmm. had Baker down as my buy before the playoff game. Sure. Um, so that probably gave him a little bit of boost. But, you know, if you throw Geno in plus maybe a second, a Russell Wilson plus, uh, a David Carr or Derek Carr, David Carr's long It would gone. have to be a plus, plus, plus. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big plus. Um, plus, I think there's definitely, when it comes to quarterbacks in Superflex leagues, and obviously we're going to talk all quarterbacks in Superflex here, it, it's, it's usually sometimes a challenge, right? Because you have 12 teams. There's only 24 that... You know, you got to start 24 at all times. So even as a quarterback three, not all quarterbacks are, you can go out there and get. Correct. Usually. Absolutely. Baker yeah. falls in a category you can go out there and get for a quarterback that's older or possibly even a draft pick. Let you me know, ask you this real quick. Here's a guy that is in a similar lot in life, former first overall pick, kind of really redeemed himself with, you know, after his first team. A guy like Jared Goff. Where does Baker compare to a Jared Goff at this point? I'd rather have Jared Goff. I would too. But, too. How, but how far off is he? Um, I don't think too far off. You know, you know Jared Goff was second. I, I'm sure surprising the most. Jared Goff was second in the NFL behind two at Tugavailoa this year in passing yards. You know, my only concern about Jared Goff, I guess, technically would be like the loss of Ben Johnson, which is going to be 100%. Sure. And you hope they can kind of maintain that offense going forward with whoever they may have to come in and take over that role, maybe they promote within. But, I, I mean, you got to like Jared Goff's better – Weapons better and two solid running backs, mm-hmm. the number one tight end and yep. really good receivers. And I'm on Rod St. Brown and Jamison Williams really kind of stepped up there a couple of games, like showed what he can give you. Sure. The deep in, threat wise. Yeah. Coming in to 2024. So pretty, pretty close. I think, you know, I thought about putting Jared Goff on this list as a buy for me. Sure. It just, I think he would be more expensive than Baker Mayfield. So he, he's a year or two ahead of, Baker in that sense. Like think about Jared Goff when he, his first year in Detroit. Oh yeah. They did not have a lot of weapons right. yet. Sure. All really, all they had was Hawkinson. That was it. They hadn't drafted Amon Ra yet. They hadn't gotten Laporta and Gibbs. And had, did they get rid of Hawkinson in that? You know, it wasn't that year. Never mind. No, they got rid of him like two, two yeah. year and a half. They sell the gazelle there. Is that the number one receiver? Uh, the gazelle. Tyre, uh, Marvin Jones. No Williams. Uh, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. Oh, 
Maybe Tyrell the Gazelle. Yeah, maybe can't remember. I, for, I totally forgot about him. That's I mean that's a good comp though of like somebody like perceived value wise. I mean obviously him getting traded to Detroit, his his value somewhat plummeted. Oh where, yeah, people he was being drafted as a third quarterback in a lot of startups that year. Yeah, and Baker's somewhat on the rise, definitely with the playoff win mm-hmm. here, finishing as a quarterback one. But even if he finishes as a quarterback one, it's probably still in some people's eyes. Perceive, he's perceived as not a great quarterback. Sure. You know, sometimes once you put that taint in somebody's eyes, and I'm not talking about between your legs, Garrett. Don't get all pervy on me. Uh, when you taint, how, how else would you perceive that, by the way? I mean, tainted eyes. Tainted eyes. I mean, you ever right. wear sunglasses? I have. They could be tinted. Tinted. Or tainted. That's <laughs> what I would say that is. But. And I didn't even say tainted. I just said taint. <laughs> That's you, correct. When you... <laughs> When you taint an eyeball, <laughs> you're sure to oh, get pink eye. That's a stinky situation. Well, it depends, really, on the, on the situation. But, I mean, once you put that perceived value in somebody's uh, head, then it's, <laughs> it's hard to get out there. value. <laughs> it's the tainted value. I mean, it, it is a tainted value. Yeah. Slightly stankier Just, than it yeah. used to be. <laughs> right in the middle of being like, uh, to like, uh. <laughs> This is nice and pleasant. I mean, yes, all depends on the situation. Uh, so I, I like I like finding value. Excuse me. In players that are just out there that people don't love, and they're out there all sure. the time. I mean, we, I mean, we we beat a dead horse to death. You know, guys like we said before, we beat a Robert dead horse Woods. to death. Yeah, I mean, he was already dead, and we kept beating him. Don't even ask me where. Tainted situation. <laughs> anyway, Do horses have taints. <laughs> I guess everybody does, technically. If you're a mammal. Good luck approaching a horse's taint and not getting kicked. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'll get on this research. I'll get back to you. It's um, danger zone right there, but I don't know. So, so you know, with, with the situation, what's going to happen there with Baker, him going back, him likely probably getting anywhere from a three to a five-year deal. I could me- definitely imagine being more short-term. Uh, I, I would think he's going to get a three. I mean, that's that's, that's what, what I would it, guess. That's what feels right, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would do with right. the possibility to extend it in two years. Yep. Uh, at the age of thirty, so and, and to get it, you know, for the next three to five years out of quarterback to give you say high-end quarterback two numbers to possibly quarterback one numbers, giving up getting just a little bit younger. That works for me. And a lot of my guys here are just flips. Like they're not like, I don't think I'm gonna talk about none of my cells even are guys. Like I don't like just want to get rid of. They're more of like, I want to upgrade here. Sure. And I think Baker's gives you the opportunity to upgrade your quarterback room without either giving up an older quarterback or honestly a, a draft pick, like a late first round pick possibly, um, or just another position player. They might have an abundance of because quarterbacks will always be the the king of the crop. You know, yeah, we should do an episode because it got me thinking when I was talking about Jared Goff as a as a comp to Baker Mayfield. They they play pretty similar. Neither one's overly athletic. They can run here and there if they have to, but that's not their game. They they're gonna get it done with their arm. Right. They're gonna get it done. They're more pocket passers. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of seemed like Baker was like the slight off brand version of Jared Goff, but he's cheaper, but he's gonna taste the same. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I wonder if we stop, if we, (laughs) if we do an episode sometimes on like off brand players where they're not as sexy as the, the OG version, the Mr. Pib show. Yeah. The, the, the Mr. Pib and, uh, the mountain lightning show. (laughs) You know, I saw, uh, some guy researched it like for Aldi's, you know, when they had the off name brands of like cereals and everything. 
Like if they have like, say you have like frosted flakes, these are frosted jakes, yeah. um, cinnamon toast crunches, your cinnamon toast bombs. They're made by the general mills. So whoever the company is for Aldi uh-huh. is owned by general mills. It's the exact same cereal. I don't believe exact that. Exact same food. It, it was the guy researched it. it dug really? Deep. He went through all the legal paperwork and it's the exact same company. Interesting. Interested indeed. Well, Trader Joe's owns Aldi's too. Do they? Yeah. They I, I saw this like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's just because people feel like they're getting better value. It's made by the exact same company. Interesting. All, is that just there are certain things where I've tried off brand versions of it. And I'm like, that tastes exactly the same. Why would I pay full price? Then there's other things that I've tried. And I'm like, that is nothing like the original. I will not eat that. Psychosomatic. But that's a good show. We should do the, we should do the, uh, off brand show. The Mr. Pib show. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mountain lightning. And we talk and we do talk quarterbacks about their, like how, even a quarterback too, their value is tremendous. Yeah. Now, bigger finishes quarterback. Um, this is gonna go through weeks one through seven, 18. So let me go here through weeks one through 17. Just to kind of give you an idea as well. Baker Mayfield overall of every single player in PPR leagues was the 16th most the point high, scored the highest score in fantasy football. So only behind like probably Kyron and, and, Christian McCaffrey, uh, and people ahead of him that weren't maybe not even Kyron that Kyron. weren't quarterbacks. The only the only position players ahead of him now that weren't quarterbacks. Ceedee Lamb, Puka Nakua, Keenan Allen by one point, AJ Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyree Kill, Ceedee Lamb, and the number wow I've never the number one overall fantasy score this year was not a quarterback. It was Christian. It was Christian McCaffrey, league winning Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, so that's why Baker Mayfield is my buy. It's out there. If you're in a super flex league, it's worth going out there and putting an offer out. And even a one QB league, he's probably even disgustingly cheap. And one, you probably get him for a late second in a one QB league if you need a quarterback. Yeah, he's so, uh, no, right. I mean, I, I have some stuff right here in front of me on one one. So, I mean, the first first of the year, he went for a 24 second and a 25 fourth in super flex. Yeah, that's in, in our trade browser. That was this year. That was. First of the first of the year. Sorry so, for a twenty-four yep. second. He's the one I mean, person he, I didn't look up in a trade block. He he I mean he's also gone for just a, a first and stuff like that. And I think he's absolutely worth a first at yeah. this point. Yeah. yeah, and something and that's the thing. Perceived value, the miss you know, people are gonna be like, oh, a first for Baker Mayfield. You're getting a first for a top twenty like even if he drops down a little bit, a top twenty-five overall score in fantasy player. Like that's what you need to look at. Definitely the quarterback position is super flex, but you're getting a top 25 overall player, the number 16th overall player this year. So a hundred percent that's worth in a, a late dart throw at a receiver that you're mostly going to take, or maybe like a JT at tight end, you know, out of Texas. Mm-hmm. So for I me, mean, this one blows my mind. Jerry, Jerry Judy in a, in a second, a 25 second for Baker Mayfield in a third. Oh, wow. That's Love like, it. that's free. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, so a, that's a second and, and, a guy that's hasn't paid out at wide receiver. That's discount I mean? stuff right there. That's, that's my favorite. crazy. Hey guys, let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live Woo. on Sleeper right now. The Dynasty so GM. Pretty. You use the analyzer. That you can use nice. the, uh, the the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your Sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual Sleeper app. And 
Right now, we could be more excited to be partners with them. And right now, if you don't know, they are doing DFS. And I know how many people that play Dynasty play DFS as well. And right now, there's not a better place to play DFS than Sleeper. They're offering up to 100 times their, your entry, the highest payout in the whole DFS market right now. You can track your fantasy players and your Sleeper picks in real time. All you got to do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats, and only on Sleeper you can get up to 100 times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way. Ooh, um, <laughs> and get your deposit match and have Friendly. a good time. You know, have all your DFS, all of your fantasy leagues, and now even a Dynasty GM in one spot is fully operational inside Sleeper right now. And then when you're a NerdHerd member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend Sleeper. Check out a DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. You got a buy for us? I do. Um, you mentioned him in passing. You talking a lot, so I mean, who knows who that could actually be? Oh, I know. <laughs> Don't taint the conversation, stinky legs. All right, no, but my guy is uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, you mentioned him uh, at some point during that, but thirty-five years old, obviously <clears throat> coming off a disastrous injury. But before his injury, um, and even even despite the injury, he's finished as quarterback twenty-four on the season. He was balling, and he only played weeks one through eight. He got injured in week eight. That's gross. Um, so when he got injured, he he actually at the even after that week he was he was quarterback five. So obviously, straight up balling, you know. I mean, just doing amazing. He's he he was on on par to just you know blow out any one of his numbers. He was on like a career year. Um, so obviously, thirty five years old, the Achilles injury. That's like the biggest. What the heck is going to happen? Type of thing. It's like a six months injury. I was gonna say for a quarterback, people hear especially a quarterback like him. People hear Achilles, and they and everyone is very very worried. But a quarterback like him, who's just gonna be a pocket passer, he's not running for his life or anything like that. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, so we none of us have any reason to think that he's not gonna be back for the start of the next season. So then you got to go to hey, he's a free agent. Like, is he gonna be back? He's already come out this offseason and basically when asked if he's going to give a hometown, hometown discount to, to the, the Vikings, he said, you know, I've been blessed. I've made a lot of money in, in my time here in the NFL. Kind of hinting at the fact that, yeah, you know, I will come back and, and give a discount. Things, it, things work out. Yeah. yeah. He basically said, I'll give you give them a discount. Right. He said winning's more important than money now at this point in my career. And to me, there's no better place in the NFL for his value than staying in that system and being there with Justin Jefferson and, and the rest of those or Atlanta. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't even know who, who it's true. It's we don't true. even know, who, you know, who's going to coach that. Justin team Fields will be I, the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. I really think might. he fits very well in the system there that, um, that Kevin O'Connell is. is yes, running. for sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, for me, for, for, for this buy, obviously he's 35 years old. This is only going to be if you're a contender um, and, and, in the hopes that he returns, right? Because, I mean, who knows what you're going to get if he goes to a different system. He could have one of those off years while he's learning the guys, learning the new system. But for me, this is this is all based off of him kind of going back. And, and, um, you know, and I don't have any reason to think that he's not. So when you, when you look at what he's going for in the trade calculator, it's, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit different probably posts 
or into the off season than it is right now. And it's going to, I think his value is going to keep going up. Yeah. It'll get more expensive as, as the, as the season approaches and there's reports of him being healthy and almost being ready for camp and all that stuff. So right now he, he went for Matt Stafford and, and a 25 second for there was Kirk and Terry McLaurin. Oh, wow. Sorry. That was two different ones. Terry McLaurin, (laughs) Terry McLaurin and Kirk for Debo, which I think is, it's a good deal is a good deal. Right. In, In super flex. And then there was Matt Stafford in a second for him. Okay. So, I mean, the Matt Stafford one. I'd want Stafford in the second. <clears throat> I think I want Kirk's Cousins. It's close, though. It is close, right? Depends on where that second is. But either way, it's not an expensive endeavor, right? I mean, no. either one of those things, it, it's you're not paying an arm and a leg well, uh, to and, get a potentially top five type of guy. And we've we've seen him be up there before, not even just this year. We've seen him, you know, near that, that area before. And in Dynasty, I think it's partly because – of how short the shelf life is at other positions. After a quarterback hits like 31, 32, they're just old. And they're all the same to everybody almost. Like yeah. they're just, now they have the old label and you, you I mean. They start floating around the league. They, you'll see them bounce from team to team, team to team. To team. I be love there for a couple of years. acquiring old quarterbacks. Yeah. I do. Like 34, 35, 36. I mean, Tom Brady played to was 44. Like these guys are playing longer than they ever have before. They're staying in great shape. All of the medicine, all of the science, all of the, you know, workouts and things like that are allowing them to play longer and longer into their career. So while I would hesitate to get a 27 year old running back, I'm not hesitating at all to get a 37 year old quarterback. If I think he can still play, you know, we saw Matt Stafford this year. Everybody was worried about him retiring. Nope. He looked great. He was, he, he was awesome all we season. We saw Joe Flacco come off the couch. Off the couch at 39 years old. And look fine. And, and look good. So I, I think this is a great buy. I love acquiring these guys because you can get them so much cheaper than you can. And not that I don't want Josh Allen and I don't want Patrick Mullen. Sure, right. I want those young guys and guys in their prime and things like that. But so often, if you can't get them in the draft or get them before they peak, it's just not worth it to try to go pay three plus first to go get some of these guys. Yeah, wait for the price tag to come down, and, yep. and the production will still be there for the most part. It for might not. It five might, years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely, when you're a contender and you could throw, you know, a player there, a couple seconds at a guy like Kirk Cousins who's come out that kind of injury. And you're right, the order quarterback is always more obtainable. And you know, when you're looking at short life, a short shelf life, you have to remember too from a dynasty aspect is you're not, you're a contender now. So this isn't, you're not even thinking long-term. Like when you buy a player like Kirk Cousins, like I just need, if I can get, say you gave up a first for Kirk Cousins, which I'm not advocating for. If you get three years of Kirk Cousins and get quarterback one numbers, that's worth a first, a late first, like a late first. Again, where you're taking a gamble shot and receiver that might help your team. I mean, of course, could you draft Puka Nakua? Yeah, but that's, you're talking about You could also get him in the fourth round. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you Apparently. know, get him in the fourth. Yeah, 100%. But, but you could also, at the end of the first, be drafting Jalen Rager. Yeah, you could draft Jalen Rager, 100%. So for me, it's, we, we, we consistently get on this topic of, like, you're trying to win your league. You know, like, you, you can't get lost in always on just, like, what's this value? What's Sometimes people get so lost in dynasty thinking so far ahead where they're not looking what's right in front of them, and that's the opportunity to win a championship, which is – the only, again, that's the only reason we play this game. You know, like, it would it be nice to, you know, 
bust off like three championships and have a true dynasty. Yeah. But you know, we, like this year showed us over, which is really every year injuries really hurt that and put a damper on that your opportunity to do that. Right. It's just, sure. you can draft the best team ever, but injuries will f- show up and cause your team to falter or not have you win a championship. Even the best team ever can show up in week 17 and lay duds across the board and then you win. So the more, talented players you add on your roster, the more players you get to score that are going to be in the top 50 overall scoring, the better odds that you will have winning. I know that sounds weird. No, no crap. Captain obvious, but I think a lot of dynasty players, more than half falter there and don't see that. And they look too far ahead. Like, Oh, it's a first round. Again, I, we say it all the time. At least I say on the show all the time. Like I think draft picks are some of the most they're, they're desperately needed and they're very valuable, but unless they're like top six, like, Draft picks are some of the most overrated things in all of Dynasty. For sure. And, you know, I think some people fall in. Definitely, I think I think this is more of a new Dynasty player. If you're a new Dynasty player where, like, you get this NFL, the NFL draft perceived value sure. of a first. Like, oh, I'm going to go first. I need all this back compared to what a, a Dynasty first value is. And, and this is even with stud draft classes. If you go back to our show that we did, either it was late fall or in season, I think it was late fall before the year started, we went through the history of the last 10 years of NFL draft or dynasty rookie draft classes. Mm-hmm. And the odds, again, of you hitting on the back end of the first, of just having a player you can have on your roster, a rosterable player from picks 10 through 12. So the top four finishers in your league. Nine have a play- Yeah, nine through 12. Yep. To have a player on your roster that you could even just have on there as depth, not even a starter, is 50-50. Yep. It's, it's the 50-50 was what it came out to have 10 years of looking at old drafts. Yeah, keep track so, of those old drafts. I mean, if you don't have a site that keeps track of them, keep track of them and then go back and look at them five years. It doesn't have to be 10 years later, yeah. five years later. You're Sometimes just, two years later. We went back God. 11 years, actually. Yeah, right. We went back actually 11 years of drafts um, that we did. So yeah, like Matt said, go back to your own league and look at your league history and look at your rookie draft classes. And then all you do is go back four years. We talk about this too. Like, crap, just go back and look at four years. We talk about these long-term dynasties and look at every team's roster and how drastically different they are and how drastically you'll see names on there that you'd be like, Oh, I forgot that player was in the NFL. Yep. That, those kind of names. So to get those kind of players, like you have to be focused on where your team is today and what opportunities you have today. And again, that's why we had the dynasty GM as well. Part of the nerd herd to kind of give you that bird's eye view to see where you stand and help you make these decisions. Cause it's so easy to get pigeonholed into your team and where you stand and the rest of your league around you, you don't even know what's around you and what you're competing against. Cause you're so focused on your team. So I think Kirk cousins and the age guy, like you're talking, you're talking about even one of my buys at running back, people are going to be like, Oh, that's a buy. You know, that age, like it's such a, it's such a funny thing you threw out there is age. It's like, I'm looking at value Yep. and who's going to help me win. Or if I'm rebuilding, where's the upside, where's the upside, right? Like you're chasing the upside. Uh, unless you can't get super talented. So Garrett, who's your quarterback by? Yeah, I I had a few different guys in mind, but I really tried to go with who's a player that really has a chance to ascend in value that you can still get for fairly cheap. And I'm actually in the middle of, of a startup right now. I mentioned that earlier on. And I kind of use that a little bit, kind of looking just to see how are how are people being valued right now? What, how is the league looking? And one of the guys that I noticed, and and 
I don't think it's going to be a huge surprise to people because I think the community as a whole is down on this player, but Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, everybody's down on Kyler Murray right now, which is really surprising because he came off a season where he started the year injured, which really tough to not have training camp, not have all that time, just get thrust into the middle of a season and, and, and have a successful season. He, it's a first year head coach. So it's, it's not like he had familiarity with the, the offense and things like that coming into it. He had to learn this entire offense. Then you add in that he really didn't have a lot of weapons until Trey McBride kind of emerged onto the scene and became his main weapon. So he's now gaining rapport with this and they seem like a team that is very much so poised to draft a big play wide receiver in this year's draft. All of that being said, Kyler Murray still, since he came back, he was quarterback 11 overall, and on a points-per-game basis, he was quarterback 9. So he basically jumped right back in after injury, new coach, all of those things, and just jumped right back into being a quarterback 1. But right now, he's being drafted way late, sometimes even after the first round worth of quarterbacks uh, in, in startup drafts. And I think it's just too low. Look, I get the concerns. I know that He's, he's a smaller guy. He's dealt with injuries. I know that there's still concerns around him, but he offers league-winning type upside. Just a few years ago, he was being taken as a top three quarterback in the NFL for fantasy football drafts, and I think he can get back to maybe not top three. I think it's, it's possible, but I think he can get back to being regularly a top six level quarterback because of what he offers with his legs and with his arm. I believe in that team. I think they're moving in the right direction. So I'm I'm looking at Kyler Murray. Yeah, weeks 10, 10 through 18, quarterback number nine, uh, with no weapons outside the tight end, Trey McBride. And he's a he's about to, in about four months, get a stud at receiver. And maybe the Patriots take Marvin Harrison Jr., which is very well possible. Mm-hmm. But if they do, then he's getting Malik Neighbors. Oh, so <laughs> he, he's getting... He's getting the stud receiver. And you sell the outside X that has a lot of high upside in Michael Wilson there as well. You pair that up with um, Trey McBride and then either bring James Conner back, who had a really nice year this year, or a running back's an easy draft uh, one in the third round, fourth yeah, round. You know, so I think both those things are possible. Yeah. yeah. It offers a lot of upside for Kyler. And like you mentioned, with his rushing ability in the right situation, everything goes right. He offers top six potential because of what he brings with his legs to the game. Um, kind of like, you know, the Lamar Jackson, the, you know, Josh Allen. Now it's Josh Allen's got an arm like no tomorrow, but Kyler Murray's got a, a, a very good arm as he well. Does. He so, does. you know, his biggest concern will always be the injuries. It's always going to be on the back of somebody's mind is can he withstand a big hit? And, and for what it's worth, in the, the most recent startup, he went as the 15th quarterback off the board. Great value. So I, for me at that point, I, I do. I think he's very good value. And that's the thing. Um, with him, I, I mean, I think well, about a year and a half ago, he would have been like a top five in, in consideration for a top for five. For sure. Pick, Absolutely. Right? I, I remember a couple, whenever we did the – the Nerds Invitational, that startup, I think he went as the second or third player off the board overall. Right. So he was and, getting drafted high. And that's that's where I had a problem with him, mm-hmm. right? And that that to me was too high because there was too much of an injury risk and just too much of a risk of of there was a lot of weird stuff. Knuckleheadedness. 
Huh? Knuckleheadedness. Yeah, there was just a little bit too much of that floating around for me to to have him be that high. So I think at fifteen, at the fifteenth quarterback taken off the board, I think that's fantastic value because even if even if he misses his four or five games that he's going to miss almost routinely, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're still you're okay with it at that point, you right? Know what I mean, you've got a decent um, backup, exactly. And when he's there and healthy, he's going to put up points. Yep. And, and you're like I said, you're in a startup right now, and he's going quarterback 15. So that's real time value yep. as of today to kind of give you kind of that range of what you can might go out there and get uh, a Kyler Murray for, and like what quarterback that you might have on your roster that you could flip him for um, yeah. as well. So yeah, I have Kyler, I I flipped Kyler Murray recently um, for somebody who was trying to Tyler Gunther in our UDPL league. Mm-hmm. He was trying to compete for a championship, and I which flipped, I won. Congratulations. Thank you. And I end up flipping Kyler Murray. Try harder next time, Tyler. <laughs> I flipped Kyler Murray and TJ Hawkinson for Anthony Richardson and Dalton Kincaid. Love it. So, yeah, there's 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 paths out there. And a lot of times when it comes to quarterbacks like this, it's like eye of the beholder. Right? Yeah. Like because there are some people that still value person. him as a top six type quarterback. There are other people that would not touch him with a 10-foot pole. You know? And then there's, there's everything in between. All right. Move on to running backs here. Running backs. All right, so my running back here buy. This is a contender buy, not a not a rebuild buy. For, for in fairness, I think any any running back buy for the most part is going to be angled towards competitors. Correct. I mean, you're not really buying running backs if you're. I mean, if you're chasing upside, there's there's guys like Chase Brown, Zamir White. Um, okay. There's some out there. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I but stand more, more often, but, but I more stand often corrected. Than not, but more not, you are correct. I'm just putting up a good tainted fight. So, uh, you know, one of my tainted favorite love, good song. <laughs> one of my favorite running back buys, and he's somebody who I've actually bought over the last couple of years because his value's kind of been dipping every single year. Um, is Joe Mixon, and you know, weeks one through seventeen, he does what Joe Mixon tries to usually do. He finishes running back one. Running back seven overall. He averaged 15.1 points per game. Turns 28 in July. You'd think he would be a little bit older for how long he's been in the league, but he only turns 28 in July. So he still has a year at least left in him. And like we talked about like last week, like he still looks pretty explosive. He doesn't have the Kareem Hunt effect where he looks like he lost a step. He looked really good even at the end of the season. And then and what's nice about it, he played a whole year and he still looked fresh and explosive. He averaged 21.6 touches per game, was a running back one in 43% of the games he played, six out of 14. Um, and that was despite having no Joe Burrow right, and a below average offensive line. Like I know when they got Orlando Brown and Jonah Williams supposed to be better, but their offensive line was just okay at best. Like you're talking like below the middle, probably like in the, I think on PFF and a lot of sites here ranked like we're around 22, 23 overall in the league. So bottom 10 uh, uh, in the league. And despite that offensive line, despite not having a quarterback to be able to stack the box against him, he still had 1,034 yards, which were eighth most in the league. He averaged four yards per carry, had nine touchdowns, 52 receptions for 376 yards and three touchdowns. And he is going to be, you know, he redid his deal. There's no guarantee he's going to be back with Cincinnati. Correct. Now, I think they can probably still work out a deal to get him back like he did his deal this year. But at the same time, they might like what they have in Chase Brown and want to move forward there. If he does stay in Cincinnati, he's in a great offense for his skill set. Uh, he There's a potential that T. Higgins won't be back, so I might kind of bump up his receiving game as well. But if he does not sign back with Cincinnati, I think he's still good enough. Like, he's not Zeke Elliott where he lost a step. He's, he's not these running backs out here. They're not getting signed. 
he will be able to find a contender at a discounted price and slide in there for teams that need running backs and be the starter right away. Whether it be any team we could possibly think of, we mentioned a whole bunch not uh, like the last week or so that could mm-hmm. use a running back. So he'll find a spot where he can go in and be the starter. And Joe Mixon's viable in a passing game and running game. And right now, he's somebody like, even last year, you can get Joe Mixon for a second-round pick, like a high second-round pick. And right now, being at 28, you could probably still get him for a second-round pick. I'd have no problem trading him for, uh, I think he'd be a little bit more value. Nobody's going to give a first for him, but I think he holds. Remember, like Garrett said earlier, this draft class will be probably the worst running back draft class we've ever seen uh, in the 10 years of doing the Dice podcast. Uh, And outside of, I think, the uh, Jack Wiz Rogers year, but even that had uh, DeMarco, I think DeMarco Murray in that draft class, I believe. You got me, man. I don't remember when Jack Wiz Rogers came out. Yeah, that's... that's That would have been like 14 or something like that. Yeah, probably right... Well, before the Dynasty podcast, but, but anyways, that was the worst draft class that I can remember off the top of my head. It was that year it was like there's no running backs, and I think even Demarco Murray was like a high second round pick. I think you took him at two one or so. I got him at the very top of the second round. Yeah, yeah. that year. So all those running backs were bad. Uh, so this is gonna be probably worse than than that. We'll see. I haven't done my deep dive, but it's not looking pretty. Oh, yeah, Marion Henderson went back. Who else went back? To, did he's the only main one? I mean, before before the college season ended, we we heard Raheem Rocket Sanders was going back. Actually. He transferred from Arkansas to South Carolina, which felt Random. like a really weird yeah. move. Like, hey, let me boost my stock by going to South Carolina. I don't know. Odd, odd choice in my book. Closer but, to home, maybe. Who knows? Maybe, right? maybe. But, uh, but yeah, we we we've had a few guys come out, but it's it I was mean, already like, kind of a weak class, right? It was, with. and losing Henderson was he was more than likely going to be the top guy, so. Now you take away the best player on already a weak class. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little rough. Dame Brigler came out of this mock day, two rounds. He had one quarterback, one running back going in uh the whole draft. It was a Texas running back. Um Oh Brooks. Yeah. And that was to the Cowboys, which obviously would be a bump to his value in, in drafts. So like if you need a running back this year, like your best bet, definitely your contender is via trade. So yeah, Joe Mixon's not worth uh a first. But this might be a situation where, like, hey, give me Joe Mixon. I'll give you 110, and you give me 2-3. Where these teams that are picking high in the second round, they're going to be real, like, they want to move up in the draft. Like, you always get a situation where, like, there's a player on the board, people are getting real thirsty for that player, and there's going to be a lot of receivers available. But if you're a contender and you have, you're good at receiver, maybe you maybe you give up 110, 111, and pick up 2-3, Two four in Joe Mixon if he's on one of those teams. Obviously, we're yeah, talking about I like that vacuum kind of here. Yeah, and you get that, and then you still pick up a receiver <laughs> with high upside because those that I, I would probably guess on the outside looking in that like, that tier will be pretty close in perceived value. Um, if not, you can't do a trade like that. Like I, if I'm a contender, I have no problem give up. I'd give up Tony Pollard for Joe Mixon going to 24 to win. Uh, I'd give up Ramondre Stevenson. I know that I know you probably wouldn't, but I'd give up. Yeah, I'd rather. Ramondre, I would. But. I would give up Ramondre Stevenson, which how much like can, we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, we don't. We have no clue. Um, I would have no problem. I'm, I'm giving almost up. by by the way on the Ramondre stuff. I'm almost happier that Bill's gone. I feel like that cleans cleans yeah, up may, some maybe of Maybe we finally get a guy that will feature a guy more. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And, and guys like guys that are younger that might have some outside people like want right now, like Zamir White, Zach Charbonnet. I'd give both those guys straight up for Joe Mixon. I'd go up Derrick Henry 
for Joe Mixon. And I'd honestly consider giving up Austin Eckler for Joe Mixon as well as some of his uh, uncertainty. And now there is uncertainty about Joe Mixon, but for me, I think he's a real good fit for a contender going into 2024 that can help you win a championship that has been losing value every year. And you got to imagine it's even more so this year. So um, I guess before, before we um, dive into these running backs even more and start talking about some of these other guys, because I, I do like Joe Mixon. I just feel like um, from a macro, we kind of, we kind of started scraping at it a little bit when we, we were talking about how weak this running back class is, but from like a macro level, as far as what these running backs are, like what the market is going to be for running backs this year. I think the fact that it is going to be such a weak draft, a lot of these older vets, which there are going to be a lot of free agent running backs that are older vets, they might get a crack in where in years past, they, they may not have gotten to a right. chance to move into a good situation. I've actually been looking at this and it's Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, I mean, I mean, Zeke's there, but Devin Singletary started, you know, finished strong. DeAndre Swift is on the market. There's a lot of quality running backs out mm-hmm. there. And, you know, normally the, the GMs, all these pro personnel and the GMs, those guys have to get together and say, hey, let's marry these two boards together. Which guy is better? I mean, a lot of these guys that are older vets are going to be the better option compared to the younger guys coming out for this year. Like, hey, they might be a two-year stopgap, but at least, yeah, they're going to get us to this better running back class. You know, two years down the line, uh, those are the kind of conversations that a lot of these front office, front offices are going to be having. So, where in past years, you know, you don't love the fact that your running back is going into the free agency market as an older as an older guy. This might not be the worst year for that. This is not the worst year for that for um, sure. Gary and I just did the show, our the Nerd show for last week. On that subject, almost to a T, we kind of covered the whole running back market. And we mentioned, like, this is the year where, like, veterans will actually hold value. I, and I, you did might not, I didn't even I didn't even listen. I didn't know. This hey, but was, you're on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that we're, we're, we're you yeah. know, seeing, seeing eye to eye in this, this and topic. If, if you're a nerd member and you haven't listened to that, you want to go check it out because we gave a lot of names to go out there. But, like, this is the time of year right now. Basically, the gist of it is this is the time of year right now you want to go out and trade for veterans because their value is completely depleted. But we said their value is depleted right now. But when it gets come week three, October, week three, four, these guys are going to outweigh whatever you paid for them. They're going to outweigh it tremendously. So if you give up uh, a a mid-second now for uh, a Derrick Henry, for example, there's a chance that you'll get a high second and a third back come October, September, December, because the running back market will be so dry. Yeah, it is. It is going to be a dry year. Um, so I guess moving on to, to my guy, it really doesn't have any bearing on my player. No, here. but but I'm but glad just, you covered that. I, 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 I did want to at least bring that up because I, you know, we spent all day kind of trying to figure out all these buys, sells, running backs. I just looking at the market, that was kind of the, the takeaway that I had that I, that I wanted to get out there. For it's not pretty here. out there too. I mean, I had the golden bubble at seven <laughs> players in there, <laughs> the seven running true. backs. That's it. And outside yeah. of that, like we had a silver bubble. It was like, Oh, these guys are good too. And then we got to the, uh, the next layer. Yeah. The and brown, it started to get poo the browns, brown bubble. Yeah. <laughs> the taint, the tainted bubble. Oh boy. It gets ugly real fast. You're going to want running backs and you're going to buy some of these vets now. Yep. All right. So speaking of which, um, the guy that I'm going to, you know, lay down as my buy is David Montgomery. Um, 
26 years old. Uh, so he's not, he's right on the fringe, right? Yep. He, he's like in between uh, a young guy and you don't want to have anything to do with him. He's yep. right in that sweet spot, right 20, 26 years old. He'll be 27 by the time the season, you know, comes around next year. So it, it'll be getting a little dicey at that point. But this past year finished as running back 18. And, and that's despite the fact that he missed three games. So on a, on a points-per-game basis, he was running back 12. And what you're getting from this guy is is he's super consistent. And, you know, obviously you look at it and you're like, oh, God, a lot of his value comes from touchdowns. And and a lot of times that's a negative because you would expect there to be some sort of regression in in the following season. Detroit's a different animal. Detroit, they, they identify, you know, who their their goal line back is, and they feed that guy consistently around that goal line and and the way from their head coach you know on they they want to be a physical presence down there at the goal line they want to run the ball they want to punch it in because it's an attitude thing for them Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's something that's going to go away with the new oc right this is going to be there it's going to be part of their their plan no matter what and i I would even say Ben Johnson leaving might even up that a little bit, if anything, because it, you know, the head coach might put a bigger emphasis on that uh, as they try to establish whoever it is, the new offensive coordinator is. So, you, you know, you look at it and, and the price it's money and a third for a, a, a 24 second and a third. So, I mean, you're basically getting him for a second round draft pick at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe a second and a third. I've seen that out there a few times in the in the trade calculator. And it's just like you mentioned, you get him now at that price, comes come season, you, you could get a first round draft pick in the right situation because he's going to get you between thirteen and sixteen points on a week in, week out basis. You look at his weekly score totals and that's what he does. There's no big dips where he's missing he he just plows ahead and scores points every single week consistently. And me personally, I would rather have 13 to 16 points every single week than a guy that's going to get you 20 points one week and four or five the next week, like a a Travis Etienne. I believe I saw a stat either yesterday or today um, that said when David Montgomery came back, he was banged up there for a little bit. He actually out-touched Jameer Gibbs by like, it was like two to three touches, somewhere around there from when he came back. And, and, and he's that efficient, and def, 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 despite the fact that he is top 10 in rushing against stacked boxes, he, he has like a 20, 26.9% um, 26.9% of the time he's rushing against stacked boxes. So they know it's coming, mm-hmm. and, and he's still able to operate. He's still able to function, and he's still able to score fantasy points. He's a running back tush push. He is. That's fair. That's oh. fair. No, he, he, uh, he has been very consistent. Uh, with with the Lions this year, and we saw it with Jamal Williams the year before. Yeah. He he stepped right into that role, and it was one of the more you know. Sometimes in the offseason, we're kind of doing a lot of speculating on how, what usage. That one was easy. Everyone right away like, oh, that's Jamal Williams, yep. and that's exactly what he was. He did the same thing and, and had the same success. And another good thing is he's got two years left on his deal after this. So yeah. I mean, he's got twenty four and twenty five. So you can you can get him. And expect to have him. They're gonna they're gonna run him into the ground for the next two years, just like they're doing right now. He's gonna be very tough, very physical running, and there's probably not gonna be much left when he's done. But it's gonna be a glorious ride, I think, for the for the next right. couple of years. I like it. All right, last one here. Uh, I ended up going with Najee Harris as as my running back by a guy that's a little bit 
younger, not much, honestly. He's 25, 25 years yeah. old. He'll be next year will be his age 26 season. So not much younger, uh, but but less NFL seasons, I should say. But beginning of the year was absolutely brutal. Uh, he started off the year really rough. However, when Matt Canada left, it was like Najee Harris became his old self Breath again. Breath of fresh air. For he was running back 13. Uh, but from the moment Matt Canada was gone through the rest of the season. So he was almost a running back one uh, through, through the rest of the season. And this Pittsburgh Steelers team, they're getting Mike Tomlin back. He confirmed that today that he is coming back as that coach. We'll see what happens at quarterback. It feels like they're going to turn the page. He confirmed that to the players, right? He did. Yeah. He didn't. It wasn't like a big announcement from the team or anything. Correct. Like that. Correct. He yeah. confirmed it to the players. So he, he and, and, and to further that, he's he's going into the last year of his deal for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. There's some. That's why the speculation is out there. That's why sure. the questions were asked because it's never gotten this far or this close to the end of his contract without the Steelers re-upping, re-upping it. Re-upping it. Yeah. So either look for a re-up coming soon, or this might be him playing out the string. We'll see. He might want out. Right. Exactly. He he. But he at least said to the players, "Next year is a for sure." Right. Yep. Right. Uh, all, all that being said, it feels like a team that's probably going to move on at quarterback. We'll see what happens with everything, but them starting Mason Rudolph, even though Kenny Pickett was healthy, seems to put the writing on the seems, wall. Because Mason Rudolph's just okay. Yeah, yeah, which is weird, too, because I know Kenny Pickett didn't play really great, but I mean, he had, he had those fourth, he like did really good in fourth quarter comebacks, not turning the ball over a ton. Like Mason, still, Mason Rudolph. Still super young. Mason Rudolph's a turd. Mason Rudolph will push the ball downfield where... Kenny Pickett wasn't, and we know that Mitch Trubisky wasn't. Yeah, so able to. I think they. I think Mitch they. I think that's what they were looking for. They were looking for that spark. They were looking for that guy that's going to go downfield a little bit more. And they got it. And they got in. You know, they sneaked into the. They snuck. They sneaked. They tainted their way into the playoffs. Snucked. <laughs> yeah, find a way to get Mitch on this podcast when he's done playing. Trubisky. Yeah, his, his parents. His parents live right down the road. There you yeah. go. So, well, all, all that being said, he. He's a guy that is not pretty in the sense of, you know, when he came out as a rookie, Najee Harris was was all the rage. I forgot who we were talking about. Yeah, I kind of thought so. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what's wrong with Mitch's looks? He's got to be ugly, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's going to be a very serviceable back. He's now once again getting the carries. He's getting some receptions. He's getting that more steady work that you want to see out of a running back. Do I think we're going to see another season where he's a top three running back like he was as a rookie? Nope. I think those days are over. But could we see him in that 8 to 14, 15 range for the next two or three years? Absolutely. I think he's going to be a very steady, solid running back, play out his rookie contract. Then we'll see what happens from there. He's my second choice. Um, Was he? Outside Joe Mixon, I thought, like, for perceived value – um, that's a good buy. I think James Conner kind of falls in that mix a sure. little bit too. The uh, a veteran running backs, like I, I, I looked at both those guys. Yep. Yeah, when because then if you need running backs, you, you want to start thinking about these guys now. Do it now, not when people realize after the NFL draft hits or start getting the dynasty or film room going. Oh man, I need running backs like veterans, like guys like that. Matt mentioned Devin Singletary, who mm-hmm. consistently just produces out there. James Conner, who consistently produces, produces, and some of these old guys that people think are dead in the water. The the Ecklers, the Kamaras. Uh, the Derrick Henrys, because they will probably hold value somewhere to somebody because teams are going to need it. And we'll also see running backs get hurt like they 
they always do. So I, I love a lot of those uh, guys that we talked about, even in the Nerd Herd show as well. So uh, I mentioned a film room. Now, there's no better time to get in the Dynasty Nerds, nerd, join the Nerd Herd today because getting that film room, watching these rookies, thousands of hours of tape, all 22 film, and you get the extra bonus podcast, like we mentioned with the Nerd Herd. You get the Nerd Score and so much more by joining the Nerd. So check it out. If you enjoy the show, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're on uh, YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to do some cells of the same Sell position. So see you tomorrow. Adios.